All right, welcome back, guys. This is our second discussion around the topic of education and empowerment. In the last conversation, we kind of just oh, went we went right into the deep end and and we're just exploring some of the the deeper conversations around um what did we talk about again science versus religion science <laughs> what the bible religion. actually is trying to tell us yeah we talked about creation yeah evolution the age of the universe all of that interesting stuff I think we came to a good place. How how comfortable were you guys with the conclusion? And was that new for you guys? Or was that something you guys had already kind of... You were there already? I think in terms of creation, it wasn't necessarily anything new, new. Um, and I think because... I think I mentioned previously that... Not that I don't care, but I don't think that the conclusion we necessarily reach makes a difference on <laughs> makes a difference about yeah about what I believe I don't think yeah. I found it particularly controversial um mm. but the evolution conversation <laughs> that one um yeah I don't know where I'm where I stand with that what, what an area we didn't go into someone brought it up I think Bim you brought it up at the beginning but we didn't go into it was like medicine versus faith because that's another area in fact Dwayne was I don't know if he was joking or not but earlier on he says I don't take medicines and stuff like that you yeah, know no, 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 no. did I miss this entire conversation yeah because um, I've been ill in there he was like yeah because yeah. I was a bit ill I don't, I don't take I don't take tablets and stuff like that I, yeah I think you I were just saying I'd that rather, I don't think no as it literally Ask Pam, ask my mom from for for. Yeah, a no, long no, time. I, I, I was yeah. just saying. I don't think. Are you doing that be, for religious reasons? Because you think God's got you? No, or because you just think just you're, you're awesome. Me myself, I don't want the. I'd rather not have the chemicals. But I know that I'm not that ill unless I'm like fully like. Oh my gosh, uh, do you know what I mean? I'd rather not take any. Nah, no, Dwayne can't take tablets. He's one just of them the, ones. We talk about man. The what's one of the pill? You know, the big pill. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean like Rachel especially as you is like a, a doctor like how do you deal with that does that uh, do you ever have a bit of a crisis in that mode it's really difficult because obviously people have different religious beliefs and that um, obviously affects sometimes the level of treatment that we can give people and you have to accept that um, but as a Christian I know a few times like people have asked me do you pray for your patients and because obviously as a christian you believe that miracles can't happen but as a healthcare professional you're very practical with the with the advice that you give people or like if people were to say oh i'm not feeling well my my natural response is not pray about it my natural response is you need to check this out because this can potentially be something that is life-threatening um so when i hear people who then say oh i've spent time praying about it, it it makes me feel a kind of way i'm not gonna lie um but my understanding is that god has put me in this position and god has allowed medicine and has allowed science to evolve in this way so that we can 
make a difference in people's life. And I think that in itself is a miracle. Um, so I don't know, I do struggle when I hear people say, I'm not seeking medical attention because I, I believe that God will do it. Um, and that's not to say God doesn't perform miracles by himself that doesn't require medical intervention. Um, but I think... But I'm, 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 I think I, I'm with you. Like yeah. when I when I think about what a human that like that there, there is humans out there that have managed to deconstruct this flower and some molecule in this flower and turned it into something that could help someone else when they're coughing or when they have cancer or something like I give God so much glory mm. for that. Like mm. the, the, I, I see, I see him, I see his image in that. Like I see, wow, that's someone, the, the, the creativity and ingenuity that you must have to do that, that, that screams glory to God for me. And like, when I see people creating amazing things and being extremely innovative, mm. I think, that's that's you kind of using the brain and the th critical thinking god has given mm. you i think the issue is for people when people then say that that means that god i don't, I don't understand the, why anyone would ever want to conclude that god doesn't exist or god's not involved or uh, as a result of that like i have no qualm saying no, it was a fully human person who used their creativity to figure this thing out. But in me, I see God in that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. It's yeah, because God has different one. ways of working. It may mm. be, you know, he heals you with no involvement from a human or he heals you with involvement from a human and god does tend to work through people right mm -hmm. we are his vessels so he most times needs our cooperation for a miracle to take place so i think i think it's not either or um mm. i think they can go hand in hand and I, I i don't think um someone that does believe in medicine i don't think that then means that they don't believe in God or the healing power of God. I think God can work in different ways and we shouldn't limit how we shouldn't. he wants to so work. My question is, um, and I think obviously we're from the African or Caribbean um, society background where there is, especially sort of like back home, there's a lot of emphasis on faith and mm. um, a lot of emphasis on miracles and that, that's shown in like all these miracle pastors and whatever. Um, so in the situation where someone has been diagnosed with something that's potentially terminal and their natural reaction is I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to believe God for a miracle. I'm not going to seek medical attention. Where do you guys stand on that? I because it's something if... that's very personal. Yeah. And that's that's the point. I think if that's what God has told you to do, you know, because salvation is personal, then fine. But for you to now judge someone that was to take a different view and and wanted to get medical attention would be wrong because maybe God hasn't revealed that to them. 
But what often it's... happens is actually the other way around. It's not necessarily, I guess people will judge people who, if that's your standpoint, you may judge people who decide to take the medical route. But what often happens is that people who, and like it happens in medicine, like we obviously, we're, try, we, we're not supposed to be biased, but you do question people's decisions sometimes. So it's more the other way around that. How would you feel as someone, I assume most people would want to seek medical attention how do you react to that person? Because you don't know their faith, you don't know what God has tell, told them to do, and you don't know what the outcome of this standpoint will be. How do you? How would you react to that situation? I don't know so whether it's a the, relevant question. The unfortunate truth, I was listening to a couple, I can't remember what podcast, it wasn't Bible Project, it was another podcast, and they were saying, like, unfortunately, even the people that say i want to have faith and i don't listen follow medicine that it's impossible for your anyone living in the modern west 21st century not to be getting the benefits of science and advancement in medicines and technology and clean water and all these other things that you're that we all take for granted like their point was whether or not you say oh no i don't believe in medicine and all that stuff you are part you are participating and benefiting from it if that makes sense i don't know if i articulated that properly like just because of all, all the modern like all the diseases that have been stopped by medicine that you then haven't had to deal with or all of the clean water and the 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 advancements in nutrition science that we're all like automatically just enjoying the benefits of like Mm. their point is like there's no way for you to hide from it or run away from it and run away from advancement like even if you say you are you're still benefiting from some kind of scientific advancement if you live in this society i I haven't articulated that properly but i on just on the point on the question you actually asked rachel i think this is another one and again i think on this one i have to caveat that this is just very much my personal opinion and i don't want people to think this is representative of god's eden ideal i'm still you know working this through myself but I look at the miracles in the Bible and a lot of the time, I want to say all the time, there was a purpose to them and that purpose was usually so that people would see and believe in Jesus and know that he is who he says he is. And when the disciples were sent out to go and heal people, it was exactly the same thing so that people would see and believe that Jesus is who he says he is. I don't think that's what most people in our current day are trying to achieve whenever they say, I don't believe in medicine. They're just saying, I believe that God is supernatural and can heal me. But I'm just saying that that's not the purpose that I've seen most other, all, all supernatural activities, not just this, even speaking in tongues, even all those other things, they were happening 
for the reason of showing that God, Jesus is God and is who he says he is. So I don't know. I don't know if that kind of translates, but for me, they're two different conversations. Now, if you're in a conversation, if the question you're asking me is, can God do these things 100%? He has, Mm -hmm. he, he does, and he will to show that he is God. But is that the standard operation of humankind? Like, if you and I were here and we were both believers of God and we were doing our thing, I don't know if the status quo is that applies in that moment i think in that moment he expects humans to love each other serve each other find ways to work and overcome the chaos that we find ourselves in i think that was the baseline kind of creation creation wasn't perfect at the beginning i know that's a big statement but i don't think it was otherwise humans wouldn't have been asked to subdue the earth to subdue in assumes that there is something to overcome so i think he was giving us the creativity and the wisdom to go and overcome and he wanted us to represent him and do that as opposed to what some people think now where it's i become a christian and i somehow inherit this superpower so that i'm impervious to everything and all i need to do is call on god to Ah, this is get. I don't want this conversation. Isn't about faith and what that means. So I don't want to go too far in there. And I, again, this has just been my opinion. Very liable to change. Extremely liable to change. So don't take it for what it is. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I almost want to just remove all of this. I I I think it's a very. I don't think tr- we've said anything. Ah, uh, it's a tricky one because. I don't want I don't want to ever take anyone's kind of faith and hope away from uh, it. Just remove that I question I asked them. That. I don't think we're doing that, babe. All right, cool, cool. All right, anyways. Because at the end of the day, I mean, it, we're being real. This is something we are still figuring out. We're still trying to work it yeah. out. And even me, like, I feel like in myself, I should have a bit more, I should apply faith a bit more to my practice. Like, do you get what I mean? Like, what, I still like, feel that. When, when like, the people at church pray, yeah, they're saying, oh, put, God, please guide the hands of the doctors looking after the there person you go. ill. Mm. Yes. And it's like, yes. we're putting faith in the doctors themselves, but, yo, like, we know that you're the one behind the doctor, you know? You're doing, I like that, you're actually. You're guiding the hands. And that's I'm like, very comfortable every with day, that. Every day when I walk into work, like i pray like i have to pray before i walk into work so even that when you are faced with people who are treating you and are christians i'm pretty sure we are all asking god for the wisdom Mm -hmm. to do what it is that we need to do um and yeah like i completely agree with you i don't think you as a christian going into hospital to take faith out of it because people make mistakes every day like Mm. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. It, I, I really like that because I think that's how it's meant to be in every aspect of our lives. It's like, I think Bim was the one who said, God working through human beings. Mm. And that doesn't 
have to mean it's in a way that cannot be explained like god can work through a human being by giving that person wisdom and understanding of something so that they can perform a modern day miracle and do something amazing yeah god has put everything on earth for us to be able to fight to create the Mm. vaccinations to create everything because there is nothing on earth that is missing that cannot heal exactly exactly and and god created the sorry no no no, go on just just to add to Dwayne's point god created like the raw materials but yeah. he expects us to develop that. He expects yeah. us yeah. Like, yes. like Tolly was saying to, about the to plant, Dwayne's point. finding that point that that plant finding that bit of that plant <laughs> yeah. to create the situation that well, Yeah, cures and, you. and and to Dwayne's point earlier, the evolution of the mind. I really agree with that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's true. Like, Otherwise, we would not. Out, yeah, medicine would not be it what it is out. today. Oh, if I really wish have... I said my comment out loud and didn't type it. Because... <laughs> it's true, because I think a lot of our listeners might not actually get why we're laughing. You might never hear that. That's going to be the outtakes. <laughs> yeah, oh. the outtakes, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, but guys, I think that's a that's a really good good point, which is going to be the jump off into the next episode because actually, I think we take it a step further. It's not just that you should be doing this. I think that is an active responsibility that humans have been given to go and actively employ critical thinking, science, figure things out to be a blessing to people around you. Like your our role isn't just to be like there's so many people out there that haven't recognized that they have value in solving people's problems or they mm. if they really applied themselves, they could critically change this world that they they need to go and educate themselves because they have such latent power and ability. I think that's actually the crux of this conversation. Mm. That's why we're calling it education and empowerment because I think our ability to assimilate information, our God-given ability to assimilate information is the source of our empowerment and the source of freedom. I think that conversation is very linked to a brief conversation we want to have on the Enlightenment and kind of a bit more of the history of some of the issues that we that we see in our world today. Um, are you guys familiar at all with the Enlightenment? Semi, a bit, little bit. No. Okay. Um, just I'm not an expert either. I'm not gonna lie. I've just done a a little bit of research on it, but I think it's just very helpful to understand the history of where the world has been. We talked about the whole science versus religion thing, but um, I think what reality of it is historically it's not been science versus religion it's actually been people versus the church as an organization and it was all about power and control because back in the day obviously after constantine um, made christianity the official religion of rome there was like a thousand years where christianity and the church were had the political power and all of that other power in all of western civilization pretty much 
and it was a horrendous time let's be honest here this is when you had the crusades happening and all those other types of times where there was a lot of oppression that was being masqueraded as christianity because it was the church that was ruling but unfortunately that was just about power and control that was that was that was literally it none of it was based on the true bible and god but of course the people were trying to push back against this and uh you started to have think great minds doing research and figuring things out and saying mm, but actually you tell the state tells us this or the church tells us this or your religion tells us this but i've just observed this this and this is the case and the state will shut that person down quick time they would kill that person most likely discredit them because anything that would come against their word would effectively take away their power and control and their ability to control the masses because um the view at the time was you know like the king for instance was the representative of god and so whatever the king said was right or the the head of the church was a representative of god so whatever they said was right so if they said actually all the land should go to this place because blah 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 everyone just had to go with it but then if a free thinker would come and say actually but that's not fair and actually the thing that would give us the most benefit for every human being would be to do this and this and this the church would shut them down because that would take away the power that they had does that make sense Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so i think this gave birth to like what people call this is obviously the least educated way of describing the enlightenment and i hope that none of our listeners who actually know about the enlightenment they're probably like so annoyed listening to all of this right now please contact us <laughs> please. dm us please, please tell give us, us give us, us, give us a better way of, of, of describing this but this is kind of just how I know. It. And the Enlightenment wasn't just a science thing. It was across all levels. It was like yeah. social. It was in medicine and it was in science. It was in, in political, arts, political in thinking, arts, everything. Mm-hmm. Like it was just a time where people started to think for themselves is how I've heard someone summarize it. And people were leaning on reason quite a lot. Um, but it was also born out of like, well, it was preceded by like the scientific revolution there was a lot of things that did happen before that particular age of enlightenment happened so people had already started to to formulate things for themselves or to discover things for themselves yeah and and then you start to get the the uh, anomalies or the contradictions that we talked about in episode one where people have always assumed that the earth is the center of the universe and then when a Galileo comes in and says something different because he's observed something different, the church just has to shut him down. And that was one of the biggest controversies of the time because they were saying, no, we're the center of the universe. But he was saying, no, but if you just look up and you observe it and the way the motions go, we're actually spinning around the sun. So, yeah, those are the types of things that were happening and the more science and critical thinking was happening around and you just couldn't mask it 
it became a lot more popular but unfortunately the church pushed back the whole way through and it became a thing of either you believe then it became a science versus religion thing which i think would have not happened if not that for the church trying one misinterpreting what the bible was there for as we discussed last week and two doing a thing that all human institutions do trying to keep power and control the this goes both ways by the way as as i understand it like one of the greatest successes of the enlightenment period was apparently the america the america and mm. the values it was formed under but one of the worst elements of the enlightenment and apparently is why it ultimately kind of broke down for a little period of time was in france where they really embraced the enlightenment and but they took it too far and they did the exact same thing that the church was doing in they started to round up anyone who was religious or thinking that god says this god says that and they were killing all of them so again nothing to do with what's right or wrong it's all about power and control now these people Mm. wanted to control things and have the power but they were just using reason and all of this stuff as their means of doing it and i think the people generally kind of thought nah something's missing here if this is the outcome maybe some element of traditional like we're just going to do this because we've always done this is still useful and that's why kind of you had a bit more of a nuanced and balanced view and now you have in france you know there's a complete separation of church and state but there is still a church and then there's the state so i've kind of really butchered that but i think we broadly kind of get to where we are now today where you have a strange thing like especially in england where a lot of our kind of traditions beliefs values are molded based on christianness but in how we run ourselves and how we actually run our politics our schools there's very much a sentiment of no it's very separate from the church the church yeah yeah and 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 unfortunately i think that when we as christians even in the 21st century continue to repeat the same mistakes that the early christians did where we we don't embrace innovation and science and advancement in favor of trying to hold on to something that was we might also be repeating the same mistakes and it's just about power and control is my opinion anyways i don't know what are your thoughts on that i'm a bit lost to be <laughs> <laughs> i mean if you guys are lost um, then our audience sorry. are definitely lost <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so let me maybe root it in something a bit more concrete. Um, Some modern day examples are, for instance, um, what we teach our kids in schools is an example. And this is the debate that Rachel and I were having where there is a big movement now 
to teach kids sex education and things like that or or even mm. even whether to teach kids about the big bang or not whether or not you you teach kids creationism or you teach them big bang like that's mm-hmm. a debate that's still raging in certain communities mm. and what do you guys think about that do you think actually you know let let people have the choice or no you should have the right not to teach your kids some of the things that we're observing even though it goes against what you think the bible is saying coming um, as a parent um i feel that i would want so obviously darius has been um grown as a as a christian child he knows he knows the the story of Adam and Eve, he knows the beginning, he knows all of that sort of stuff. So he knows that the world was made by God. Let's not go back into that um, whole entire thing of last episode, but he knows it in a basic form. Um, it's, I feel that I would want him to be able to get the information that others would have as well. So like the whole Big Bang thing, like... I will tell them that, look, this is what the scientists feel happened. And this is what God has happened. Um, what God has done for us and make him make up his own mind in his, in, in his own right, but not directly sway him towards the fact that there is the right way and the wrong way. I mean I think it's Mm -hmm. it's it's actually jumping off what like what you you just said I think it's important to to raise children who can have an opinion and who can engage in conversation and engage in in issues that the world is facing Mm. um now if the school is teaching them one thing they're trying to make them a more well-rounded individual at home as a parent, you can then, like, you need, you still need to have those conversations with your children. Yeah. Um, so you can then supplement what it is that the school is actually teaching them. Yeah. But I think by saying that we don't want our kids to engage in this in that, type of yeah. education when it is something that's happening in the world. Um, and yeah. I think, Tolu, I don't know what rabbit hole I went down when I was talking to you, but <laughs> I think I'm a bit, yeah, I'm with you. Like, we need, like, yeah, we need kids who can actually understand mm. the issues that the world is facing and be able to engage yeah. in it. And, once and you as start a Christian, we come from it. Doors. Once mm. you start closing those doors off and only blindsiding your child with one, one way, it turns them to be that point of where no, that's wrong. They're argumentative on that one point. And if you if you know my child, my child will ask you a million and one questions for the same answer in just different ways. He he he's mm-hmm. so he he likes to figure out an issue. His mm-hmm. his actual mind is slightly like mine. So I take a, a little something can be like but why is it like that? And I go and try and find my answer from anybody's mind. Like, what's your take on it? What's your take on it? What's your take on it? And then come up with my full conclusion at the end. Um, mm-hmm. So that's how but I, I, I feel. I... That's... You're gone? 
I think that there's there's like there is one thing about us trying to say what we think or feel, but I do think that there is in our modern world now, like there is still a, a a feeling that on every new innovation, every new kind of advancement, the church still seems to be behind the curve, like even on global warming, like in america at least it seems like it's the kind of church south that are denying it still and like saying no it this doesn't exist this and it's like but why 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 do we like or when when the internet first came on on the scene or even mobile phones or 5g when 5g there was a lot of messages that were being sent and, and it's just i don't know why Christians are very. We do seem uneducated. Rachel just wrote the uneducated wow. on the chat. No, no but no, that's the thing. I, think, I don't know what what is it. What is it about about being religious that makes you shun understanding and mm. advancement and critical? Like being, I think, like if we were really taking the Bible seriously and look and went the way of Solomon. We would all be at the forefront of scientific yeah. development. We would be at the forefront of thinking about the things that will solve society's problem. Like, uh, do you not think that? Um, and this is just a thought. That is it. One of those things that what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, did scientists, because of this new discovery or new, like, if we're talking about the age of the scientific revolution, did they discover new things and then deny God and that's why the church reacted that way or was it the other way around where the church denied everything that they had found and that's why we have this massive divide because it it almost seems that the main reason why I feel like the church is potentially behind on all of these things is because a lot of the times it almost feels like anything that's new or that's discovered makes people question whether god exists or it sparks that conversation again but 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 why that's my point i think i think that's because this is why i'm saying what came first because if it's a situation where historically what's happened is that new creation causes people to to question god um then you will understand why the why the church would then respond in a way where they are a bit skeptical i see what you're saying it. yeah you know what I'm saying? but i think yeah. i think but the new re- creation should be sorry new creation a new invention be, yeah an invention should be attributed to god ultimately because god creates us he gives us the mm. mind he gives us the intellect he gives us the know-how to then go and put these things into place so it shouldn't be a competition of well, because this new invention has come in place, then so God I, is not. I think, I think it's again, like I said before, always linked to control and, and our ability to control ourselves as human beings. Given one slightly controversial, but contraceptions as a thing, where you know <laughs> they you introduce like and i'm not even let's 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 paint a scenario that isn't even controversial within a married marriage 
right that we're all happy with two people that have decided to commit to each other and decide to use contraceptions within that setting there are still a lot of christians who would be against something like that and i don't understand go on babe so i'm i'm not well versed in this my sister is much more well versed but i've had this conversation with her before and um there are um certain contraceptives that are abortive in nature and because of that some christians do feel like it goes against the very principles of god which is forget, to not murder okay forget the chemical I, ones condom simple the most simple basic one just a piece of rubber that you're tying around yourself. And can I just say, can I just say, in terms of that, Bim, I think you're mainly talking about things like the morning after pill, which, I mean, that's a completely different conversation. But yeah, as Tolu was saying, it's not all of them. Well, like, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I definitely, rec- like, even, you know, my wife has some views on some of those other ones because of the hormones and how it affects yourself but that's again yeah that's her, different that's, that's her applying that's science to this, the conversation yeah, yeah, you know yeah, course, like yeah. this is just a thing of where we are not we don't want to it seems like especially on that contraceptive conversation when i have friends with some of my friends when i have conversations with some of my friends <laughs> and they're saying things like you know like there is an issue of overpopulation there are issues of people kind of having a lot of kids by mistake, even like, again, let's mm-hmm. keep it within a married relationship. So it's not too controversial, you know, like there are a lot of issues associated with us not being able to control that. Now, if I take it out of a married situation, there's even way more issues going on in society around sex and uncontrolled sex and sexual diseases and all that stuff so if science has enabled us to help to curb or control some of these things what they struggle with is why the church would just be on the other side of that it's it it makes us seem as if we don't care about the well-being and the wider impacts because because we want to protect because we want to protect virtue and sex or pretend that if people don't use condoms they're still not having sex somehow because we want to do that and we're trying to just say no the bible we're ignoring the rest of i don't know man i just go on respond (laughs) i think when we're i think when we're talking about um sort of the conversation of sex outside of marriage um i think the viewpoint that the church would then take as you rightly said tolu is that if if all of these things are actively um available then it's almost as if that the church is condoning or is promoting this if they then say that it's okay Um, and i think you're right in that it does like i think it's i don't i don't know i think there is still an issue that needs to be addressed. So if we can prevent people from getting STDs, STIs, then why, why, why don't we do that and then work on everything else after? Um, but I think that's where um, the church would, would come in on that, whether or not I agree with it. It, it, it. it just feels like the church isn't interested about solving problems. 
because gone bim could you not say that um the very fact that you could get stds from um sexual intercourse i don't know why (laughs) (laughs) how old are you been (laughs) i don't know why i said it that way but that is a deterrent of don't be irresponsible sexually right yeah but my what does that mean though but i think a lot of these it means it will be a reminder to some people that okay i'm not going to so you're saying no, just no, no. do that away just, from like most... co- like condoms. So therefore, the the thing is, don't have sex because you'll get STD, and that enough is a deterrent. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying it's a deterrent because because what you were saying is if we can um, have a cure for these diseases, right? Then that that's a good thing, and then we work no, on no, things I'm not saying a cure, which is more reactive. Rather than proactive. I'm saying we can prevent it from happening in the first place by using things like condoms, right? Yeah. So yeah. Wait, wait, right. Bim, right. Bim, okay. Bim, 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 but let's actually take your line of thinking. I don't think this is what you were saying, but let's take it further. So would you then say because you want to discourage people from having sex, because this is something that has happened because you want to discourage people from having sex, if you could cure HIV, if you could cure herpes, don't do it because you want it as a no. deterrent. But that's the thing. No. People have used that. Um, people have... I, th- I even think people have introduced diseases for that <laughs> yeah, reason. You can still get it. Bim is even, not saying that. I'm not I saying that. Bim you can still get those diseases. But like, I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, that's the... In right context. But like, that's, that's the same thinking. That's the same thinking that has led to eugenics for instance that's the same am i is that is that the right word that's is that the right thing i'm yeah. thinking about female genital mutilation fgm <laughs> is it, like, what's, what? what's eugenics eugenics isn't that creating or oh sorry specific genes and all that all, yeah altering oh. anyway take this bit take that part out <laughs> yes Oh, sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're taking that out. Yeah, it's not eugenics. <laughs> Practice or advocacy of improving the human species yeah. by selectively mating okay, people. Yeah, no. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no. No, actually, no, no. no. It is correct. <laughs> it is correct on some level because... Anyways, well, I'm taking that it's out. It's not anyways. the level that you were looking for. <laughs> it's not the level. Yeah. Okay, no, but that's the, that's the thinking that has led to things like female genital mutilation. I'm, I'm just saying, like... Another thing, what I wanted to say, because one of the arguments that that's really pissed me off in the past is when people say say this kind of stuff in some parts of maybe like example Africa that are ravaged with HIV. Like the reason you're taking contraceptives there is because you want to solve a problem that already exists. Whether or not you're telling people to abstain or not. They're clearly not listening and people are having sex and people are raping people as well. So Mm. if you can Mm -hmm. take something that's a solution to a problem that already exists, why, why I, in my lifetime, I've heard churches, Christians arguing against contraceptives in some of those parts of the world and sex, better sex education and Mm. stuff like that. And yeah, and that's exactly what I was trying to say. It's an issue anyway, so you're not going to stop people from doing this. Yeah. yeah. 
anyways so yeah but the other thing i really have an issue is because we're, we're mainly focusing on like we just then just like outside of marriage i don't understand that entire concept within mar- like i just don't get it i i actually don't understand it what say that again what? i don't understand uh, that concept. contraception in, within a marriage yeah i don't get it no, because why? Why, as, as Tony was saying, you use it or why not to use it? You've got bare kids. You might have bare kids. Yeah, already. but you can't. You might not be able to afford bare kids, so you just. No, that's what I'm saying. That sex can, within your you marriage, should, like you should use. No, no. It I think she's saying you should as well. I you think should. she is. Oh. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm saying. Okay. I'm saying oh. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand the argument against it. Yeah, but the thing is the same thing. It's not natural. That's it. Like. Yeah, people that's the argument. Is, like, yeah. like for, I think it's it, not just this. It just seems like a lot of the um, technological advancements, technological and scientific and health advancements, have been made to solve problems. And mm. I feel that when the church is always on the other side of these arguments, it shows that the church isn't engaged in solving some of those problems which they should be. And that's my kind of overriding thing. If the church had actually taken on, by the church, I mean Christians who, people who are trying to live out God's Eden ideal and really understand that. If you really understood that and you were embracing your responsibility to be the solution to the world's chaos, you would be at the forefront of some of that stuff. You would be the one actually trying to understand how we can get global warming, how we could get that under under wraps, you know, whereas right now it seems like it's a it's people who don't believe in God or in fact, it's if you in fact, if you're in the church and you care about some of these things, no one's going to support you to the point where you feel like you have to come out of the church before you can go and engage in some of these activities. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think that that's an that's an issue. Personally, I, I think we need to, there is there is the world is on a, apparently on the cusp of a new enlightenment where things are changing. There's been so much change in the last couple of decades like like paradigm shifts in the way we do things, in the way we work in the way we communicate with each other. Social media is such a game changer in Mm. in the way everything happens around us. And there's a question of, are Christians going to be at the forefront trying to shape these things and move them in the direction that is aligned to God's Eden ideal, but very much about solving the problems and being at the forefront of it or are we going to be at the back like crying for things to go back the way they were as we've always been i think one of the things i said when we had this conversation is that it almost seems like if we're talking about like the new enlightenment like obviously things will still continue to be invented but it really thinks it really feels like this is like a social change that is that is happening um that it's a in my opinion, a social enlightenment. And even with things like more recently, like the conversation we had about justice and like Black Lives Matter, that in itself is something that that is shifting. And as Tolu said, where where does the church 
like actually sit on that and I think that actually was very eye-opening to see that actually the church really isn't in line with what is happening mm-hmm. in society right it doesn't now. feature mm-hmm. it, it seems like the yeah. church isn't part of the conversation like it's yeah. seen as the church is a separate thing separate yeah and all of yeah. the rest of how we live and interact is now a secular activity mm. which seems very That's weird a problem yeah like even globalization like I think we're all just getting to the grips of how to deal with globalization. We need to be studying this more. What is the impact on the world's natural resources when we are kind of centralizing production of a particular mineral in a single country because it's cheapest there and it's most abundant? What impact is that having on the whole world? Like let's have these conversations and be part of these conversations because unfortunately the reality of the matter is for every scientific advancement for every kind of leap forward there are evil people using it for nefarious means and that's the truth of it like the internet is probably one of the greatest things created in the 21st century it's connected everyone up it's given people a voice freedom education so many things but the top searched for thing online is porn, apparently. Like the most traffic mm. thing online is porn. Like, so for every good, there is bad, of course. So all the more reason that we should have people whose hearts are being transformed by Jesus Christ and people who will be able to steer the politicians and the social and the science and all of it in the right direction, you know? Like, Pete, you do research in nuclear nuclear matter, you could either solve the world's energy crisis or you could start World War Three. Do the church want to be outside of that conversation or do we want to be right in there working it out, mm. from set, working with the policies, working with the science, working with it all, not for the purposes of control. And that's the problem. Not from the purposes of trying to control society or, oh, this is how it should be done. Because I think that's what we do. Every time Christian wants to get involved in politics is from a perspective of, oh, I'm trying to conserve the values that we've all been brought along with and all of that stuff. Why not try and fix some of the world's problems and engage and innovate and create, you know? That's just my, that's just my opinion. That's why I think... But do you not think everyone goes into politics with that view view mind though of trying to conserve some of the uh, their their moral viewpoints or whatever as well no i feel I think like everybody that goes into politics does it um goes into it for their own moral ideas right of course of course if you're you going for your own moral going into politics for if it's not to change it to the way that the world is in your head i think you can go in <laughs> i think it's muddy because they mm. can't always stick to their own morals um sorry one of my friends is listening to like the truthfulness episode and messaging me about it (laughs) anyway um just going back to the whole idea of globalization i think like what's really interesting is that the church has found a way to be very um effective in using globalization or like the ease of access to all parts of the world in terms of like actually preaching the gospel 
Um, I think we, the church has really mastered that, in my opinion. Um, so I just find it a little bit difficult. And that's not to say that people, churches, Christians aren't doing things, but I feel like we haven't given the same energy to solving some of the other issues in the world as we have in terms of actually spreading the gospel or spreading um, Christianity. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. And another, I think an important thing that we should also be talking here is we're not just saying this because it's good to kind of get involved in science or all of this stuff, which it is. And I think we're going to have a specific conversation on that. But we're saying this because education, knowledge is empowerment. Education and having access to information is literally the difference between someone having a good life versus a rubbish life um i don't know if you guys know the concept of human capital <laughs> um i don't know if it's in the same context but i'm currently revising for an exam <laughs> and that's <laughs> one of the capitals that you have to consider um in your business so basically your human resources you know your people your people are who make you're only as good as your people essentially so your mm-hmm. relationship with your people how you treat them are they satisfied things like that i've kind of explained it in a business context so I don't no know no i mean that's same. how it's that's how it's used quite a lot of the time it's it's about the value effectively of your human resource that you have and but if you take it at a broader societal level a person's human capital determines how much they can how much wealth they can get for themselves and traditionally human capital your human capital is increased based on your level of education now modern we know it's not just education it's about your you know how centered you are how you apply things your morals and your values and blah 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 blah. but the central foundation the way to improve your human capital is by education like if Dwayne was down on the dumps and didn't didn't do any GCSEs the way for him to and he couldn't get a job and stuff because of that if he went and learned some stuff and he improved what he knows he will then have a higher capital to go and get a better job and create more wealth for himself so in the world this thing of education is not a joke like it's it's literally changes people's lives that's why actually early christians pioneered free education in this country because they recognized that without education whole communities of people will not attain freedom without education a lot of people will will not be able to actually contribute to society and fulfill the purpose that they the god-given purpose that they have we were talking earlier on about the fact that a lot of people aren't actually engaging with the value that's inside of them and really using it in a way that's productive and changes lives and i think education is has a massive part to playing that and we're Mm -hmm. gonna have a specific conversation about empowerment aren't we rachel um Mm -hmm. in our next episode we've got a guest coming to speak to us about it um 
and she's going to be talking about um a charity she set up where she's talking about empowerment and and she does stuff in the uk and in congo Congo. Congo. yeah uh i think i'm really excited about that conversation because Mm. i think specifically i've been doing a lot of research in, on the side just about how to fix some of the problems in my country Nigeria and in the continent as a whole and one of the big things that a lot of people are saying now is it's about empowering a new set of leaders like mm. it's kind of too late for some of the current stock it's like you know let's just let's just <laughs> say it with your chest just, <laughs> I mean I don't want to I don't want to say what I really want to say but it's just like we really need to just wait for them to die out and, and then move on to the no. move on to the next no but but like for real like I, I'm sometimes <laughs> you know you kind of just to be honest a lot of people our parents generation completely agree with that because yeah the cycle has yeah. repeated itself so many again, times that like, we just yeah. need to we just need to raise up a new generation exactly that sees the vision so the most important thing is Mm. educating educating because that is empowerment um i was looking at watching this ted talk that was saying like africa as a continent doesn't need aid it needs innovators it needs future thinkers you know Mm. because there is so much like latent value so much resources there's so many people in the continent you know that like if these people were able to apply themselves to their problems to their issues like it would be a force to be reckoned with as it was thousands of years ago so it's so important especially in places like that and and we take it for granted because over here we all have base level of education right everyone goes to school for free it's illegal not to allow your child go to school you know so we take it for granted how important it is to be able to just count and read but there are whole communities of people in some parts of the world not just in africa like even closer to home than we think even in like places mm, like america yeah. you know the whole communities of people who can't read and write how are we ever gonna get the true latent value that god has put in that person out of them if they do not have the ability to communicate whatever even in the uk let's just say it true yeah. <laughs> true <laughs> True, Rachel knows some dumb people. <laughs> I'm joking. Wow. <laughs> I'm joking. You're including that. Totally. I'm joking. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I think this this conversation that we're having, this ideal, this thing is so 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 important. Um, mm. Even all the other ideals we've talked about, like generosity, blah blah blah. What someone has, we've I think we even talked about it then was like, even if you go and you give to a particular community you give to someone who's had to become homeless if you don't give them the skills or the training or the opportunity to then live sustainably they're gonna find themselves back into whatever situation that they were in so this is one of the most important things gifts that we can give ourselves as a community so yeah we want to spend quite a bit more time talking and thinking about this